Love Yours, an experimental podcast. Welcome back to Love Yours Season 3. I'm your host Charlotte Tahira and we are reading What a Time to Be Alone, The Slum Flower's Guide to Why You Are Older Enough by Chidira Igere. Now this first few pages in this book are just so powerful. So I guess this is episode 2. I'm still reading and the point I'm up to is about the need to be a fixer which anyone who knows me I am a go-to when you have a problem like even one of my associates said that me being separated will suit my brand because I'm the type of person I've been through everything now I don't know how true that is but I know I've had a lot of life experience from a young age and being the fixer is just I don't know it comes naturally to me And from reading the book, what I'm learning is the people that I tried the hardest to fix basically caused the most damage, not only to myself, but also to them because first of all, they don't appreciate it. And secondly, they resent me for it. The slum flower says, trying to make yourself useful in another person's life without observing how much they even value your effort can be a prevention mechanism used to try and overpower your abandonment issues. Now, I've previously spoken about my dad's comments on how I always felt like I needed to feel loved. And what Slumflower is saying is there's two types of fixers. One is making yourself smaller to give more room to the other person. And the other looks like fighting because it's basically tough love. That's normally met with a lot of friction, which then adds distance and eventually results in a lack of interest or enthusiasm and when I think about all of my core shakers there is always something that I wanted to support them in achieving I wanted to help them fix whether it was their career or their family relationships or their personal ambitions their dress sense like the list is endless so I definitely consider myself to be a fixer that's something I need to change. Energy and time it takes trying to fix someone is actually unmatched. I feel like my most recent core shaker was, of all my core shakers, the most resistant to my fixing. And me trying to force that on them with some tough love just caused more and more resistance that then often led to arguments. And I would say things that I don't really mean things to try and hurt them or embarrass them or shame them into doing what I wanted them to do to become a better person. It's embarrassing to admit that but in my head my justification is my intentions was good and I feel like this course shake has just made me realize that no matter how pure your intentions are you cannot fix someone who doesn't see themselves as broken but my mouth's always got me in trouble. I'll never forget the story of where my brother lost half a tooth because I called someone I knew by their full name and you know street code don't bait up my governments and so in reading these few pages it's just made me really reflect on how much more I need to be listening rather than speaking and the slum flower has scattered these Nigerian proverbs throughout the book and the next one I read translates to the ear doesn't hear the heart will not be upset which is crazy because I have always been so honest and open with all my partners the way I see it is 
I have the less guilt if they know everything and anything about me. But I actually think being too honest with your romantic partner can just get you in unnecessary trouble, which is what Slumflower is touching on. And in my head, you can't have a honest, healthy, happy relationship without giving your partner all of you. And what I've realised from multiple core shakers is that no matter how open and honest I'm being with you, no matter how much I'm laying my cards on the table, everyone has their secrets. And even who you consider to be the most honest and open has information that they are keeping, protecting and guarding from you. Because if the ear doesn't hear, the heart will not be upset. So don't confuse me. I'm not saying to keep a double life and lead a secret life from your partner. I really believe in honesty and openness but not everything needs to be shared especially if what you're sharing is not going to change anything for the positive or cannot be changed as in it's an act that has already happened I've had core shakers hack into my laptops my social media accounts my phones and maybe this is why I felt the need to keep everything out there and honest but even when you do that that does not mean they are doing that for you that does not mean you cannot be betrayed. And actually what it means is you're telling that core shaker that they are equal to you. They deserve to have every single insight into every area of your life. Nobody does except you. Another thing the Slumflower talks about is this kind of victim mentality of feeling scared to feel emotions. I definitely feel all my emotions. To the point I've had core shakers throw in my face that, oh, are you crying about it? Oh, you're so upset that you're crying. And I'm not even known as a crier. If you ask the majority of people in my life who know me, they would not say I'm a crier. And that's the sad thing about once you open yourself up to someone, that vulnerability, they can use it as a weapon against you if they're not a good intentioned person. It's so weird reading through this book, especially when I reflect on my core shakers. If I was to write down my core shakers qualities on paper, they would add up to be my perfect partner but somehow I still manage to lose who I am and not feel how I deserve to be treated in a romantic relationship even when that person was seeming to tick the boxes of what I thought I needed which just reinforces that when you don't spend enough time and love on yourself do you ever actually know what you really need from someone else this season's gonna be deep ma'am My relationships mean everything to me. And I'm not just talking about the intimate ones. I'm talking about the family. I'm talking about the friends. Even at work, I really care what people think about me and how I'm perceived. So I guess the main relationship I need to work on that I'm already seeing is the one with myself. Because despite what anybody thinks about me, what I think of myself is always going to trump that. Always. Because when I'm at home alone looking in the mirror by myself with silence in the background what I feel and what I see will be more important than anybody's opinions of me and Slamflower shares a Nigerian proverb I'm not going to try and say it in Yoruba I'm just going to say what the translation is he who is asking for the same haircut as John does he have the same shaped head as John which I mean, 
that one proverb is the kind of whole reason I created Love Yours, the podcast, because of my issues around comparison and seeing other people surpass me. What's wrong with me? Why am I not getting their opportunities? So I definitely connected to that proverb. And she expresses that the rise in social media hasn't helped people with those feelings. But it's just a good little reminder to me about my lane and that I guarantee someone wishes they had the life I had the same way I could look at someone else and fantasize about their lifestyle. And it also is just a little nudge of gratitude because obviously when I look back on my 10-year career, I definitely have progressed and developed and Charlotte 10 years ago would be so proud of Charlotte here today. So that's an interesting one because especially when you work in a competitive industry like mine, your relationships with your colleagues can be detrimental to your career or elevating. I would like to think all my colleagues kind of have the same perception of me. I'm a hard grafter, I'm really passionate, I make time for everyone and I'm always about development. What's next? Where are we going with this? What can we achieve? Sometimes it's to my downfall. Sometimes I find myself pouring energy into people who really just don't deserve or appreciate my time and my effort. Sometimes I do it to people who have a completely different game plan and have manipulated my good nature into me helping them. The Slumflower talks about this book is all about evaluating your self-worth, taking your time to heal and knowing how to handle yourself better in this messy world. I mean, it definitely is always a mess. One of the first messages at the top of the book is that you are supposed to be here. So this happens all the time where we look at ourselves and we look at our lives and we feel like, what is the point? What is my purpose? Where am I going with all this? But she stresses that if you've bought this book, you are ready to find that hope because it's never lost. Sometimes it's just hiding. She always says that first things first, you need to save some love for yourself because you deserve it. It's so easy to avoid ourselves. All you have to do is keep busy. Focus on your relationships with everything and everyone else. But honestly, when you take the time to find yourself and to put so much energy and effort into yourself that you do into others, you'll be unshakable. You'll be solid. I'm currently in the process of doing this and I'm telling you, it's a journey. I'm what, seven months in? And I still have to remind myself daily But she stresses the importance of loving on yourself, of having confidence in yourself, especially because society makes you feel like if you're confident, you're arrogant. They're two very different things. She also just says, try not to be a prick. We're all designed to disappoint, whether it's sooner or later, a big disappointment or a small disappointment. And she also stresses that humans treat others the way they feel about themselves And this is why loving yourself is so important because ultimately you're being selfish by not loving yourself because the way you're going to project that energy onto the people who you do love in your life is going to be a negative way. She also stresses that it's always easier to be horrible to someone who's close to you. I definitely have this problem. I'm sure all of my core shakers can say that how I am towards them could be different to how I am towards say colleagues or associates and that's something I'm working on giving the people I love the most the time the compassion and the kindness that I give to strangers because those are the people who when I need it will be there 
and will show up for me. And so taking for granted that they'll always be there, being the bluntest with them, giving them the toughest love. Well, the fact that I'm alone proves that it's not always the best medicine for everyone. So I'm really enjoying reading this book so far. And I'm going to leave you on this final message because I feel like this message plays directly into why I got this book and why season three is happening now. So the Slumflower says, life is going to kick you in the balls for no reason. And the key is how you deal with it. It is easier to blame yourself than it is to accept that sometimes life just needs to go wrong now for things to go well later. And if that's the case, honestly, I better have lots of wellness later because life's been going wrong for a minute for me. And if you feel the same way, then you definitely need to keep reading and keep listening in. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to like, follow, share, comment. Let me know what you think so far. And I'll talk to you on the next episode. Love yours. An experimental podcast.